Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So, Sebastian, um, I read that your mum enrolled you in a judo class instead of getting you to play football when you were a kid. How did you react to that? Oh, when I was a kid... I used to play football everywhere and all the time. So uh, when I could choose a sport that I wanted to do, uh, of, of course, uh, I choose football. But um, yeah, they say I was too young. But <laughs> How young is too young? <laughs> I was six, so I don't think it was too young. It's just <laughs> that, that my mom wanted to, uh, to put me at, on the judo. So judo, I did it three years. But after that... You know, it was not my thing. It was not my thing, and uh, I, I came to. Uh, I went to the um, football club of my of my city, and I and I grabbed the paper to uh, to get the the subscription. So that's Brittany. Yes. No, 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 no. This is uh, this is after that. Uh, initially, it was uh, Vigneux sur Seine where I grew up. Okay. Yeah, and after that, uh, when I made the tournament after one or two years, I don't remember. I um we made the tournament of Vigneux, my city, and and then Brittany came and just talked with my father, and we decided to uh, to go over there. So Brittany's got an incredible history as well. We think of uh, Menez, we think of Evra, players like that. Were you aware of that history when you were joining, or was that something you learned about afterwards? No, no, no. In the club, I think uh, everyone 
knows that when uh, when you come in the club, there is some photos and and and, and things like that about the old players. So um, when you come here, you know that uh, a lot of uh, professional football players was here. So when you were young and when you first started to play football from when you were playing in the street and with your family and friends to the point where you start playing more formally uh, uh, at Bretigny, were you always a striker? Ah, Not really, not really. Because when I was young, sometimes you play tournament or yeah especially tournament and you know that you have, you don't have a real keeper to start the, the tournament so <laughs> so did you get put in goal because you were tall no but I, I went to the goal only when it was like a, a um, tab uh, shout out and um, yeah I, I stopped some some penalties so uh, okay. so that's a that's a good thing that's a good thing eventually you end up going to the Ozer uh, Academy very Uh, famous academy but uh, you, you were tricked into going on trial almost you just thought you were going there for for training and it was actually a trial why, why was it hidden from you was it because you they thought you'd be nervous or they didn't want to make a big thing of it for you or what, what was what was the idea behind that that's the question i don't know uh my mom just received a call from the trainer at that time from Brittany, and uh he just said yeah let's go there to uh, <clears throat> to see how the level is just just train and and that's it and when i came here was i don't know maybe 100 kids <laughs> was wow was just crazy and i wasn't really prepared I, i went to the dentist dentist just two hours before because i got the i got something uh, braces braces exactly mm -hmm. and um so uh it make it tighter so it was painful <laughs> and i had to play like that i was so mad and uh and i I don't know how is that possible, but after the after the trial, it was on two days, so I had to sleep over there. Also. Okay. So uh, after that, they came to see my parents and said and say, uh, yeah, uh, we would like to talk with uh, with you about your son. And uh, my dad say this to my mom, and my mom say, yeah, stop to, to saying bullshit. <laughs> 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 she, she she couldn't believe it, so they went there and. They just say, yeah, we want uh, we want your son uh, for the next season. We were in May, and the season was just starting in August. So uh, wow. my parents had to prepare themselves to uh, lose the lose their son in three months. So was that, was that more difficult for them than you? Because you've said in the past mm. you're okay about moving away from home, even though you're only 13 years old. I guess for for some kids and for some families that feels like a massive thing. You're okay about it. How were your parents about it at first? No, my my parents, of course, was not sad, but you know, it's a big step, yeah, right? It's a big step. So they knew it was something good and crazy for me, and also also for them. But yeah, uh, also the the other part is that they they couldn't see me during uh, I don't know like six weeks because is there every six weeks you have like uh, holidays in France. So, um, okay. but. Anyway, it was not that far from my from my hometown because it was only one and a half hours uh, driving. So okay. uh, I think it was okay. You know, sometimes the weekend they they came to see my games uh, or just spend time the weekend with me uh, during vacation. I was coming back home, so it was okay. You, you know, for me it was easy because I I just did my passion and the thing I really love to do. So it was it was okay. 
was really good for me. But I know that some <coughs> other kids was more affected by um, by by this distance. Yeah, I, I guess for for you the opportunity to just play football every day that's what a, a lot of kids really desperately want so if you take the distance stuff out of it that bit of it's as good as it gets right yeah that's the price that's yeah. the price if you want something of course it will cost something too so um yeah it was just a chance to become professional even even if at that time we don't really know uh how it's possible to become professional now you play in this team but what i have to do to be professional so this is something that we didn't want to think about just play every day go to school uh, yeah just enjoy but still you know there's a path there I mean especially at Ozell it's a club that's got a great history of producing players going back to the, the days of Giroud and you know you think of Ozell you think of Cantona you think of Baziboli you think of Djibril Cisse players like that so when you were you know, chatting with with your colleagues, with the other kids there, was there a sense of that? Was there a sense of there's a place you're going, not just the fact that that you're playing every day? No, of course. Uh, at my time to be in Osea, it, uh everyone knew that it was uh, quite um, a lot of discipline. Yes. A lot of discipline. We know that here it's it's difficult because there's a lot of players. Uh, a lot of quality players and we knew also that because of the distance with with Paris you have a lot of people from Paris yeah. and we know it's, it's, it's difficult because a lot of good players come from Paris too yeah like so uh, yeah there is a lot of players because at that time also in the um, after the first team there is like a second team and a third team uh, in uh, uh, in senior mm. so was a lot of players, uh, a lot of good players too, and a real academy. Like we knew that every Tuesday, for example, was the forest. We need to go to the forest and run. Uh, was believable. Another day, you know that uh, you're gonna run on the pitch. So it was also uh, a physical um, academy. They, so, so everyone this, knew that uh, in Osea we run a lot and we do a lot of uh, physical training. So it's the sense that you're kind of becoming men at the same time? Uh, yeah, but not because of the pitch. I think uh, everything around football also helped me to become a man. So mm. you, when you arrive there, you, you, you know that you have a lot of uh, responsibilities. So uh, uh, those things help you to uh, really grow up. I mean, talking of the responsibility... It is a club with an incredible history. Now, just as you're coming into the team... The first team have been relegated from Ligue 1 to Ligue 2. How did that affect your experience of going into the first team when you start to make your debut in, what, 2011, 2012? I mean, that's a pretty pressurised situation because presumably when you come down to Ligue 2, Ozera, the team that everyone wants to beat, there's a lot of pressure on the club financially to, to come back up. Was that difficult? Yeah, of course, uh, because... At the time, uh, you know, because Ose also was in Ligue 1, a lot of people, were, like you say, uh, wanted to go over there to play. Mm. was close to Paris. They, it was a good club, good academy. Uh, a lot of things was possible. But at the moment that we went in second league, things changed. And um, also uh, about the direction, you know, people uh, at the top of the club, 
was kind of fighting, you know, to change yeah. the president, to change this, this, this. So also this didn't affect uh, affect uh, badly the uh, the club because a lot of things changed and um, like, I don't know, like the weeks were not the same. For example, like the, the forest it was almost done because, uh, you know, you had to make a trip to go there, you know, with the mm. bus. Uh, didn't want to pay that. A lot of professionals also uh, got fired. So um, a lot of people in the club changed. Uh, it was not stable. Mm. So sometimes when it's not stable, it's difficult to get results. And it's super difficult for young players, I guess. Also, also for me. So also for me, even if, uh, of course, I maybe was I was not ready to uh, to get results, but, you know, I didn't have the help uh, I need at the yeah. time. So uh, during two and a half years was uh, was not that easy. I played one week, the other week I didn't play. So was not the perfect situation for me because I played sometimes also with the second team. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, you, you was not sure yeah. about what's going to happen the next weekend and the, the confidence that the people have to you, have into you. So, um, yeah, was not that easy, but uh, I really don't regret to uh, to leave that kind of thing because it, it helped me to uh, just to grow up yeah. also. And talking of growing up, you made this huge decision in December 2014 <laughs> to go to Utrecht, to go to the Netherlands. Yeah. And perhaps when you're in, you've come through the academy of like, a well-known French club and you're playing matches in Ligue 2, it's not the most obvious move. Um, I mean, you thought long and hard about that. What made you make the move in the end? Mm, a lot of things. First, uh, when the scout from Utrecht came to me, uh, I just say to him, uh, nah, I won't move over there. I know nothing about your club. I want to uh, I want to succeed in, uh, in Auxerre and, uh, and I will do it. And after one and a half months, things gone worse mm. and um, and you know sometimes you feel like you feel trapped you feel like um, no this is not this is not the right way mm. I need to I need to change something take risk and uh, just try to be uh, happy again mm. so I was in w with my with my wife at that time I mean she wasn't my wife but <laughs> <laughs> she's uh, she's now so <clears throat> We uh, we spoke together and we say yeah, we take the decision to uh, to go over there or maybe stay here and uh, finish in third division or fourth division. So I say let's go. We say let's go. We have we we like travel. We we are not afraid to uh, just do it. You know we are together as long as we stick together. Mm. We can do everything. So uh, we went there. We arrive direct. They just prepare a home for us, and uh, and everything goes fast. You know, I, I I arrived there the 30th of December, and 3rd of January I went in a training camp mm. in um, in Alicante, and I got no time to really um, realize what's mm. happened. I just played the games. First three games, I think, was was not easy. Because I, um, my um, my condition was not the best at yeah. the time because I, I played too much with the second team, so I uh, I needed to uh, to be fit again, 
and after the after, I don't know maybe it was the fourth or the fifth game I start to be a performance performance so uh, we scored four against Dordrecht yeah. didn't you and yeah. that you were the first player to do that in the Eredivisie since I think Baz Dost was was yeah. was, was the last one so that must have really started you off yeah of course I even at that time I didn't re- realize what what's happened because we were in, in the bad situation like losing four games in a row or some or something like that wow. so uh uh, when I scored my four, fourth goals, was just the best moment to do it because we went to the hotel the, the game the, the night before to prepare the game because it was the most important. And uh, I scored those four goals. I was just I was so so happy, you know, because yeah. when you move like that, you need to get confidence to to succeed because you're alone uh, in a country that you don't really know, you don't speak the language, your your girlfriend is at home the whole day and she can do nothing. So you need to to get something to uh, give you good vibes. And so how different was the football there? I mean, some people talk of, about the Netherlands as if it's a striker's paradise. We've seen like a lot of forwards do really well there. I mean, did it suit you straight away? What were the differences from, from France? Uh, you know, in the second league in France, it's more like a fight. In Holland, it's uh, another type. People wants to play no matter what mm. so um they play they can take they can take crazy risks just to uh <laughs> just you know to play uh, to play on the ground to play football and uh, nice it's good it's, it's, it's um uh comfortable mm. you know you you play football and of course um physically is not the, the hardest mm. com- competition so for someone like me was maybe easier in the duels and things like that so you had an incredible time there mm. and in 2015 only Giroud Griezmann and Gignac scored more goals out of French players in the calendar year of 2015 than you I mean that must have given you an enormous confidence boost in 2015 you scored more goals than Benzema <laughs> which is in- yeah. Incredible, you know. Everyone got also his his bad move in bad in bad mood. So um, yeah, of course it's uh, it at that time uh, I played a lot. Uh, I, get, I get back my my confidence mm. and I score goals. But I think you have to judge on the long long way, the long distance on the on the world career. So uh, of course it was nice, but I knew that it's just a small part of. Of career, so I just need to to keep going like that and just use this um, these good vibes to uh, to go forward and uh, and um, thanks to this club and this experience, I could move to a, a bigger club. And when we get to 2017, you do make that move to a bigger club. You make the move to Eintracht Frankfurt. Did you have any idea how big a club they were or how well followed they were before you arrived? No, because I don't really watch a lot of football. But uh, mm. of course, when I knew about the, the interest of this club, I, you know, I researched yeah. a lot of things. And I spoke also with uh, with the friend I have, uh, a German one. So, um, so yeah, of course, uh, when I arrived there, it felt good. It felt good, Eric, because it's also a nice city, nice club. Yeah, everything was was fine. It was nice to... Uh, and when you look at that first season in Antracht, of course you took time to adapt, but by the end of it, you're just starting to work as you do a lot more in the second season 
with Lukijovic and Ante Rebic. And of course, you're working with Niko Kovac. And at the end, you end up winning the DFB Pokal final mm. in Berlin against Bayern. What an incredible end to your first season. Yeah, that's it. But the world season was just incredible because also everything was new. When I just came, I also had my, uh, my baby. It was like four months, something like that. So also everything was new and I need to uh, settle myself. Mm. And the uh, training from the trainer was incredibly hard in the preparation. So, uh, um, so what, is, is work with Kovac hard physically or yeah, there's a lot of tactical discipline? And because of physically, mentally also, you, you're just tired. But, um, you know, thanks to this, you know, the team was like uh, really working hard uh, for, for the team, you know. So did that help you when it got to the cup final that you've been yeah. well prepared in the yeah, beginning? Yeah, of course, of course, uh, of course. Because, yeah, second part of the season, we got some problems to win the game because first part we were like third in the competition or fourth and was after that, that was that physically or was that because you're concentrating on the Pokal no 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 not concentrating on the Pokal I think it was just maybe physically because it's happened the year before mm-hmm. and um, and yeah we are just like uh, losing the wrong game in competition at, at this moment and it was like What's happened? We really need to win. We won uh, in Schalke in semi-final, mm. and after that we knew that we got something to play. And final is a final. It's just one game. It's, it can be Bayern. It can be any team. Mm. It's a final. It's one game. It's 90 minutes. So everything it's possible. But it's, it's something that's really stuck with the supporters. It's been, uh, I, I guess, a, a launch pad for the club to go on and, and do even better since there. And the moment that the day after the final. You get back to Frankfurt and you get out on the balcony of the town hall and there's this sea of people Mm -hmm. as far as the eye can see and they're all singing and Kevin Prince Boateng starting the chant for Ante Rebic who scored twice in the final. Mm -hmm. I mean, it must be at that moment that you're thinking, okay, I knew this club was big, but this is incredible. Yeah, fans, fans there are, are also crazy. You know, it was like, more than 50,000 people in the, um, you know, uh, downstairs. And I was not speaking about the people at the stadium the, the, the night before. So it was incredibly, we knew that um, was something huge for the, for the city. And yeah, of course, it's kind of moment. You, you can't forget it. You can't forget it. So especially it was my first season and a lot of things happens during this season. So uh, it was, yeah. Crazy, crazy moment. But the second season went even better under uh, Adi Huta. You, you, um, you're in the top four for most of the season. Uh, you get to the semi-finals of the Europa League and you only just miss out to, to Chelsea on, on penalties. But the reason why most people enjoyed watching Eintracht Frankfurt through last season was the connection between you, Jovic and Rebic. What did Adi Huta change that made you three work together so well? Whew. I don't know what he changed. Uh, maybe also people change. And, uh, and the first year we worked together with Ante and, um, and Luca was a bit different. We start to know each other. It was the first season. Uh, we start to learn, learn from each other. And I think just easily... All of three, we uh, we understand, we understood. All all the other one um, 
is playing. And you got very different qualities. Yeah, that's the thing. So it was a crazy change to uh, to be efficient and make more damage to the other defenses because we got all three different qualities. And if we use it well and just be focused on the thing we do it the, the best, then I think we're going to succeed. And this is what's happened. Uh, and that's the good thing. You know, when you know what everyone does the best and you use it then it works well that's the thing that I find interesting because if you go back to your time at Utrecht and when you talk to French media you're saying or I'm, I'm just I just want to score goals I just want to score goals the whole time but by the time you're in that three with uh, Rebic and Jovic you're a player who not just scores goals because you scored 15 in the last Bundesliga season mm-hmm. you create another nine you're a player who's known for holding the ball up, for bringing others into play. Um, you're a player who you don't need to have a lot of shots in a game to score. I think you, you only had an average of about two shots a game and you still ended up with 15 goals in the season, which is incredible. How do you get from that point to this point and the player you are now? No, I, I don't think I was different. I think the, the people around me just changed. And uh, I always was like that, you know, most of the time... Uh, my my biggest problem is it, because I'm. This is what sometimes people was saying to me. I'm too. Um, I like to share too much. So uh, <laughs> even if I love to score goals, I was alone on the front uh, up front. So uh, I, I got only midfielders around me. I was the only only striker. So yeah. what my task? I need yeah. to score goals. That's it. And uh, even if I like to also pass the ball and give assists, is something nice. My first job is to score goals. And uh, when you have other strikers uh, with you, you know things change. You know you, you just try to um, to be focused on the best thing to do to make the team succeed. Yeah. So sometimes, if I have to score a goal uh, or be in the position that uh, bring another one yeah. to the best position, so I will do it. 
Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. We can talk about your strength as, as, as a centre forward. We know you're a physically imposing guy. I think this is also the time while you were at Eintracht when FIFA had you down as the strongest player in world football. That's fake. <laughs> it's fake. Yeah. Well, I had a biohack in Fenwa, the previous guy. He wasn't happy about it. <laughs> yeah, no. It's video games, you know. People <laughs> like to uh, to talk a lot. It's normal. It's uh, it's a funny thing, but uh, to be honest, I don't really play FIFA, so uh, it was... I think you must be the only footballer who doesn't. <laughs> no, 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 there is a lot, but nah, I don't play a lot FIFA. I prefer to play like uh, Mario Kart or Mario Party, things like that, something change. Yeah, get, get, get away from football, yeah. uh, absolutely. So towards the end of that season at Eintracht, we talked about that semi-final with Chelsea. Now in the second leg at Stamford Bridge, you were coming back from an injury... They threw you in. Um, Chelsea dominated the first leg, but then a, a team that had looked really tired because you lost 6-1 at Leverkusen the, the weekend before. I think it was seven, no? You, you looked, yeah, I six. Yeah, you, you, I was at the hotel and I watched the game and I was so mad at that time. Yeah, I was, it's nothing to do with you, that's the main thing. <laughs> no, no, but I'm happy to don't be, there, uh, don't be here at that moment. So you, you get there and... Yet the team looks tired in the last couple of games, but still, you pull out this incredible performance against Chelsea and come so close to the final. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, we can be disappointed, of course, because we wanted so badly to go in the in the in the final, and I think we could, but we can be proud of uh, what we did at that time because no one expect that we're going to do that this. Uh, yeah, that adventure. So um, first, when everyone was looking at the the group stage, everyone say ah. I mean, everyone, people around was like, uh, yeah, we don't have a lot of chance to uh, to go f- to go through the stage. Because it was Marseille, Lazio, yeah, Marseille, Lazio, and uh, and uh, Limassol. Mm. So uh, yeah, when we won the first game after the red card and we were uh, we were one nil down. Mm. And we beat Marseille two one. Was just first day, but okay, was good. Was that a big deal for you and your friends in France going to Velodrome and, and winning? Yes and no because yeah, the, the, the stadium were empty. Oh, yeah, no exactly. one, no, no one could really enjoy it. So uh, mm-hmm. I think for the for the um, player from Marseille and also for for us, you know, it was just strange to play yeah. in in the stadium and. Uh, yeah, well, but it was a better, 
better thing for us that uh, it was no supporters otherwise it would be more difficult and um, yeah it was just step by step game after game we was like yeah we have a chance guy mm. and after that we play against uh, I think it was Shakhtar when we draw Shakhtar we say oh Champions League team okay let's go then after that was uh, Inter I think yeah yeah Inter Say come on again, Champions League team. <laughs> we <were> so <laughs> we say hey, we can we can be a bit more lucky. I don't know. Then Benfica. <sighs> say guys, for sure next next one will be <laughs> will be Arsenal or Chelsea. Boom, Chelsea. Say wow, what a yeah. So you almost played a Champions League campaign without yeah, being in the Champions. League. Champions League campaign <laughs> was not Europa League, and finally uh, Chelsea. Uh, yeah, wasn't there so. Uh, uh, I was just in the stand, watched the game. Was one-one at home. Was good game from the from mm. the lads. Was they were strong, and uh, yeah. Second leg, something better could happen, but mm. fortunately, uh, the story wanted to finish by the other way. So, you're playing at Stamford Bridge on such a huge occasion. Mm. And then a few months later, you end up coming to England. I mean, how much does that experience at Stamford Bridge weigh on that? I know you had in your mind for a few years, you're someone who could come to the Premier League, who could suit the Premier League, your, your style of play. But when you've played that big game at, at, at Chelsea, how much does that make you think, yeah, this could be, this could be me every week? No, I just, I don't think... In- too much about about those things, you know. It's uh, just once the season's over. Yeah, but you know, when the season is over, you just relax. You, you're thinking about the season just done, and you say, "Yeah, it could be even better." But yeah, it was nice. You know, I was more more focused on my uh, my my injury because uh, I was scared because a lot of people say, "Yeah, you need to get the operation, things like that," but. I walked and uh, people helped me also to uh, to feel to feel better. Mm. So I was more focused on this and say, yeah, I don't want to miss the uh, the other season and I want to be fit. So uh, I had to walk during my uh, during my vacation and yeah, it was not really uh, uh, calm. So how has that been in adapting to a to a new country after coming off the the back of that? I mean, what I thought was really interesting is after you played that that game at Watford where you scored a couple of goals and you scored a couple of goals that I I suppose a lot of people would say typical Sebastian Allier goals very creative you you came off afterwards and you criticised your own performance you said I could have played much better I don't don't think so many strikers would have been so harsh on themselves yeah because I know how it works you know people like to uh to become crazy when you score two goals and say, yeah, you will score 30 goals here. Yeah, next game, you score three goals. Oh, easy. Sometimes <laughs> the games are, are well for you and you score goals, but you know that maybe the next weekend you, will, you won't score, you will play maybe a good game, but you won't score and you will lose. So I think we need to stay uh, humble, stay uh, just on the walk path. Mm. That's it, you know, after the game, of course, you can enjoy a bit uh, because you won three points, everyone is happy. But after that, you know, get the pressure down, uh, go back to work and just be focused on the next game. Because 
it's too easy you know to be like um more than happy mm. and and the next weekend you don't play that good you don't score and uh you start to uh you know to to thinking like ah oh, i'm a bad player so never too high never too low no 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 just keep walking your time will come i know that uh, it it will be some uh, moment that i won't score during i don't know maybe two two games five games mm. why not 15 games mm. you know I, i don't wish it but everything is possible but i want to prevent that and i want to prevent i want just to you know walk and make the things easier for me so yeah i don't need that people go crazy when i score two goals so finally is this your platform to make your push for the full france team because you know you came through all the different representative stages under 17s under 19s uh 16s thank you <laughs> espoir all, all, all of that and you played with players like Kurt zuma rabio mandi so so there's a lot of them a lot a lot of players are also here and and also in the first uh, first national team so uh, of course it's great that I could play with them and uh, I wish myself of course the uh, the first national team but uh, uh, you have to deserve it the only thing I know it's uh, I'm here I just try to do my best if the one day needs me I'm here otherwise you know it's it is a life mm. people are also are really uh, they perform well they they play in the big big club Champions League every season they, 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 I don't know top scorer I, I don't know but yeah just wait for your time keep walking and if it comes it comes I will be uh, I will be happy if it comes Magnifique merci beaucoup c'est gentil Join me and Jonathan Wilson every Saturday on Football Ramble Daily for new episodes of Greatest Games in association with the Blizzard magazine The Best of the Blizzard is available now. A perfect Christmas gift? I think so. 23 of our favourite pieces from the first five years of the Blizzard for you, friends and loved ones. Everything from Socrates and Scotland to St. Pauli and football smoking culture. Head to the shop now to buy the best of the Blizzard at theblizzard.co.uk. This was a Stakhanov production. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. 
Treat your skin to clean vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.